Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. So glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today we're going to begin in Day 98, April 7th, Reflection and Worship. But before we get started, I just want to say it's a good opportunity to catch up, or if you did fall behind, to just catch up on the previous days and reflect and worship on what we've already read. Like I said before, please don't beat yourself up if you missed or you skipped or you're too far behind. God is not on our same timetable as us. He's not interested in you being perfect. He's just interested in you being faithful. So just keep on keeping on. Keep up the good work. It's a blessing reading along with you. God is with you on this journey. And just congratulations and just keep up the good work. Okay. The danger of a divided heart. The inconsistent Christian is one of the devil's best workers. Look back. Solomon's request for wisdom from God in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 6 to 9, combined with his commitment to walk in the footsteps of his father, chapter 3, verse 3, ensure that Solomon's reign will mock the golden age of Israel's kings. People come from as far away as Africa to see for themselves the splendor and wisdom of Solomon's administration, and they are not disappointed. Blessed with an international reputation and indescribable wealth, Solomon sets out to fulfill the dream of his father, David, a suitable temple in which to worship the God of heaven. Curiously, God's house takes only half as long to build as Solomon's own house. Soon there are other warning signs that all is not well in Solomon's palace. Wealth, women, weapons of war, and worship of idols soon crowd got out of Solomon's heart. Under the selfish leadership of his son Rehoboam, Solomon's kingdom fractures. Under the godless leadership of such kings as Jeroboam and Ahab, the twin kingdoms begin to disintegrate. The scene is set for a striking figure with a penetrating message, Elijah from Tishbe. Look up. What would you think of an athlete who ran as fast as the wind for the first half of the race, then walked the rest of the way and came in dead last? What would you think of a builder whose high-rise buildings were strong and safe for the first ten stories, but were mocked by shoddy workmanship and half-finished rooms on the rest of the floors? What would you think of a baker whose bread and pastries had a marvelous aroma but upon taking a bite, you discovered they were half-baked. Chances are, you would look for someone who gave as much attention to the finish as to the start. In every pursuit of life, whether running, building, baking, or serving God, a job half done is little better than a job that was never begun. Solomon's reign started with great promise and potential. The king who became richer and wiser than any other king on earth 
1 Kings 10.23, seemed to have everything going for him. But in his final years, the wisest man who ever lived began to play the fool. Once his heart had focused on God alone, but now Solomon's heart was turned to other loves. Foreign women, fast chariots, glittering wealth. And when the last and saddest chapter of his life was written, the king with a divided heart left behind a kingdom that would soon be divided as well. Look ahead. The Bible has many sobering things to say about the danger of half-heartedness. The church at Laodicea was neither hot nor cold. It was merely lukewarm in the zeal for God. And notice God's surprising reaction to a church like that in Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. Neglect and preoccupation can be lethal, as Solomon observed when he wrote about the field of a slothful man in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30 to 34. Without knowing it, Solomon was writing a parable about his own life. Don't let his words become a parable about your life as well. If you have made a half-hearted commitment to God or a family member, what better time than today to put your whole heart into it? That's great godly advice, my friends. That's all for today, my friends. It was great reading along with you. Keep up the good work, and God bless. Have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow, Lord willing. Peace.